Hey, ringers, you are listening to an older episode of the Put a Ring on It podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you're on a total binge and this is your 50th, thank you. You are already a ringer in our hearts. You'll hear more about ringers in future episodes. And you'll hear in season six that we launched a Patreon community for amazing ringers just like you. But because this is an older episode, you're not yet privy to that information. And we didn't want you to miss out, so please accept our invitation to join us at patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash P-A-R-O-I. Patreon is a membership platform that allows amazing listeners like you to support fun-loving creatives like us in a really big way. Yeah, you can become a supporter for as little as two bucks a month, and we've got some amazing benefits for you, like getting your questions answered, one-on-ones with Danielle and I, and a ton more. All are welcome, and we can't thank you enough for your support. Okay, now on to the show. Welcome to the Put a Ring on It podcast, a podcast for anyone who is pulling their hair out while planning a wedding. I'm Daniel Pasternak, wedding planner and queen of yoga pants. And I'm Daniel Moyer, world's best photographer, or at least my mom tells me so. Let's do it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 38 of the Put a Ring on It podcast. We're in our upper 30s, Dan. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. We're getting more mature, more experienced. We are. <laughs> Jeez, Dan, you're so talkative this episode. What are we going <laughs> to do? Been, it's been a slow <laughs> month, right? Like, I mean, I'm still like working on weddings and things like that, but it's, I don't know, it's just like been cold and snowy and I'm just um, enjoying a little bit of like the relaxed process. There's nothing really new to report on or anything. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, life's good. That's what I'm I happy say. to report that I've been battling this awful flu that so many people have had. <sighs> and I am, this is like um, these past like three days, I've been feeling more and more human, which is amazing. Um, so for those of you that aren't feeling well and listening to this, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it does get better. Hang in there. I honestly did so many mixes of um, medicines with oils with like, you know, uh, Vicks on the chest and blowing my nose and like sticking creams where I don't think I'm supposed to stick creams. And anyway, I am, <laughs> I'm still coughing, but not as bad as I was. So, yeah. So if you hear Danielle coughing, you know what's going on. Uh, um, you know, this, uh, this episode, uh, I, this is like one of those episodes where I feel like it is, it's so tangible right like it's so actionable it's like these it's broken down so simply um and i'm just really excited to share this one i mean it's this is all you like i'm like i have nothing to do with this um (laughs) i can talk a little bit about it but this is all danielle's awesome planneriness coming out um and i think we should just hop right in because this is going to give you guys some actionable like really easy things to think about um and how to keep your guests happy Yes. So this episode is about the four fundamentals to hosting a great event. And obviously we're talking about weddings here, but these four fundamentals, I'm telling you, go across the board for fundraiser events, birthday parties, dinner parties at your house, little get togethers. There's there are are four keys that can be applied to so many things in your life that will make you a wonderful host. (laughs) So what are the four fundamentals, right? (laughs) 
I'm going to tell you what they are, and then we're going to break them down. So I want you to give your guests food. I want you to give your guests something to drink. I want you to entertain them, and I want you to keep them comfortable. One, two, three, four. One or two of these may hold higher priority than others to you, which is totally okay. But if you make sure you hit all four areas, you're golden. Yeah, totally. All right. Okay, so the first one, break it down. <clears throat> break food down. Break food down. So. Down. All right, sorry. That was terrible. Yeah. So you guys miss it off the record. I did this amazing scat rap intro thing. Um, it was it was five star, but um, wasn't recorded. So I'm up. I'm I'm bummed. Well, who to be pressed honest. the record button? Danielle does. <laughs> anyway, all right. So uh, step one, fundamental one, one. Yeah, fundamental number one. one. <laughs> number one, food. Give your guests food. Now, you don't need to provide like a five-star, five-course meal prepared like by the best chef in the area um, in order to like check this item off of your list, but you want to try to give your guests the best option for the budget that you have. Right. Which doesn't mean the cheapest option. Exactly. Exactly. So if your budget, you know, for your birthday party is enough for burgers and hot dogs, then that's what you serve is a really great burger and hot dog cooked great on the grill. If your budget is lobster and filet mignon, then you find the best lobster and filet mignon and that's what you serve to your guests. It just depends on, you know, what budget you're working with and and how you want to approach it. Do you like lobster and filet mignon, Danielle? I like crab legs and filet mignon. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I will gladly eat lobster. I like anything okay. dipped in an absurd amount of butter. Oh, yeah, I feel that. Um, <laughs> oh, well, I feel it too. <laughs> well, what you said before was like you don't have to serve a five-course meal. You know, burgers and hot dogs or whatever are fine. But I, I think you also can say that you don't have to serve them a, like a full dinner either. But you do need to serve them an appropriate amount of food relative to how long you'll be with them. They'll be in your company, right? Right, exactly. So the amount of food you need to serve at a one to two hour event needs to be proportionately different than the amount of food you serve at like a five, six hour reception. Okay, so so let's just say, for example, to do uh, a 10 o'clock ceremony followed by a really lovely two hour brunch reception is going to have a different amount of food than a 5 p.m. ceremony followed by a five or six hour reception. Does that make sense, Dan? Yeah, totally. Um, and don't make your guests wait too long uh, when they get there either to get something to eat. That's often why there's a cocktail hour. Am I right? Right. You don't want to have them jump right into dinner, but appetizers are great. A little bit of hors d'oeuvres passed around. You just want to make sure that there's enough for everyone to get mm -hmm. a few bites here and there. It doesn't need to be this heavy thing to start with. And you also want to think about the flow of the night. While you don't mm -hmm. want guests waiting too long for food, you also don't want to hit them with course after course after course until they feel like bloated and uncomfortable, right? Because we've all been there where we've like eaten so much and then we just don't want to move. We don't want to do anything except maybe go lie down and take a nap. <laughs> so you want to so you want to spread it out, right? You want to start with a little bit of hors d'oeuvres, do some dancing, um, you know, have your have your dinner courses, do some more dancing, maybe think about a late night snack to soak up some of that alcohol and really, you know, fill up that tummy before they leave. But there's a lot of different ways that you can approach food, um, a lot of fun ways, a lot of interesting ways that will make your guests leave your event going, wow, that was a great time. 
So speaking of alcohol, it is not always necessary, which leads us to fundamental number two, give them something to drink, which alcoholic or not. Right. So in my experience, um, dry weddings or a wedding where you're not serving any alcohol at all can actually get a little bit out of hand because the amount of alcohol that ends up being sneaked in is a little mm-hmm. bit crazy. You know your guests best, um, but banning alcohol when you're inviting a drinking crowd is honestly a recipe for danger, at least in the experiences that I've had. And don't feel like you have to have a full bar either, right? Um, consider a limited bar like that just offers beer or wine, no liquor. Um, actually, you could go back and check out episode 31. Let's talk about booze that talks all about drinking and how to drink. Six about how to drink. Yes, it's just us slurping from our our little juice boxes the entire time. It totally is. Yeah, but it it has some like good topics in there, so we don't want to get too much into that. But you yeah. do want to give people something to drink, whether they are showing up. It's a really hot, beautiful summer day, and the ceremony is taking place outside. Maybe you want to offer them at least some water, maybe some lemonade or iced tea. Like you just want to think about what they're going to be needing as they go throughout you know throughout the day. Um, you can get really cutesy bootsy with your bar. You can keep things really simple, but either way you want to have them something to drink. And when I say cutesy bootsy, I mean like stuff like having a really nice signature drink. Um, that's actually signature drinks are a great way to limit the amount of alcohol that you actually need to provide because, um, like if you're the one providing the alcohol or at least limiting your bar tab. So it doesn't need to be an alcoholic drink necessarily, but you can make it alcoholic and non-alcoholic. There's a bunch of different things you can do, but it's a great way to provide that option and keep people happy. Yeah, that's actually, my, I think, my favorite option out of all of them, which would be like a beer and wine bar and then a signature drink. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it's awesome to walk up to a bar and be like, I want a gin and tonic or I want, you know, um, ground and ginger. Uh, but I think if you're planning the party, it it is helpful to not have to spend like, a bajillion dollars on something unless it's really important to you um but like if you look if booze is like sort of important and you're trying to figure out how to save a couple of bucks that is such an amazing option is just beer wine for your bar and then a uh, signature drink to go with it right and speaking of saving a few bucks um there's also the option of doing a cash bar but i will always 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 recommend against doing a going the route of a cash bar basically Mm. for the same reason as you wouldn't invite someone over to your house and ask them to pay for the drinks but that that might just be me though i have a weird thing about that um but i think if you're inviting someone to an event that at least a certain level of of hospitality is expected now i've had um i've had couples go the route of offering a limited bar so in the instance where they weren't providing the alcohol themselves it was actually at a restaurant uh, where there was already a full stocked bar but guests were able to go up to the bar and offer um they were able to order like a lim- from a limited menu if they wanted something mm. off the menu or something more whatever the guest was then responsible for paying for it but it was a little bit more understood that like yeah if you want that extra special liquor or whatever it is you're going to pay huh. for it so that cost didn't exactly trickle down to the couple but they still provided a very nice array of options okay so we fed them we gave them something to drink now what do we need to do now entertain we need to them. entertain them. Okay. Make the so, party happen. Yes. So this, you can look at the word entertain as obviously a million different things. And depending on what type of event you have going on, entertain is going to fall under different categories. I think for weddings, the traditional sense of is 
of entertainment is hiring a band or a DJ, right? That's that's immediately where my mind goes first. But yep. you can also consider things that are outside of the box if you aren't big on dancing um, or if you want something for the non-dancers. Personally, though, I'm always a fan of having at least some sort of music playing. You know what I mean? It's like when you go to a restaurant, right? There's always that little bit of dinner music playing. Yep. Cool. Um, so, so some other things that are like outside the box would be like a, a whiskey bar or a cigar bar or you saw what, um, like a magician or something at one of your weddings? Yes, I've had a few magicians at weddings. And Dan, you and I are working on a wedding together very soon um, mm-hmm. that's going to have a very awesome magician at cocktail hour. Sweet. Um, yes. What are some other things like casino tables or... Um, if you if it's a nice day out, you can have yard games or like mm-hmm. a little bonfire with s'mores and things like that. Um, right. I mean, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, you just want to think of like what's going to entertain them, keep people engaged, keep them having a good time. And I mean, think about it. Um, for those of us that have gone to baby showers, bridal showers, you know, all those games that you play where you're wrapping someone up in toilet paper or you're like. <laughs> counting things in your purse all of a sudden and like there's all these crazy wackadoo things that are going on but that's all entertainment that's why that happens yeah it may Um, be more entertaining for some than it's for me i hate those (laughs) games i am not not, i hate the strong word i'm not a big fan of those games i've seen it done well and i've seen it done like super cheesy Ugh. yeah um you know what let me take a step back and bring things onto a positive note um you know, can you make a playlist as you're on your bus on your way to the wedding? Or um, are you going to hire a string quartet and an acoustic guitar player um, for your guests to play as they're arriving? Or, you know, like we said before, during cocktail hour, maybe you have a magicianist or an illusionist walking around. Um, and maybe after dinner, you uh, you have that cigar bar or that whiskey bar. Or maybe in the evening, you have like some little snacky thing as people are leaving. Like, I mean, Philly here, like one of the big things that uh, I see a lot at the end of w- the wedding is like people are walking out are pretzels. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple hours before that, they even have like a a small late night treat station that's, you know, mini hamburgers, mini uh, cheese steaks with fries and a chocolate shake. Um, right. So think about it. And that's where these fundamentals will start to cross over, right? Because now we're back to talking about food. But sometimes you can bring in this like, um, you know, like say you bring in like an ice cream food truck at the end of the night. Yes, you're hitting the base on food, filling up their tummies, giving them something awesome to eat. But now it's also entertaining because it's this fun, memorable thing that your guest gets to take part in, right? So it's all about creating this experience. And I love it when, um, I love it when A, the fundamentals start to cross over like that because now all of a sudden you're getting like bonus value for this awesome thing that you're providing. But it just makes for a better experience. Well, not a better experience. It just makes for a great experience all around. Obviously, yeah. if any of this stuff that we're talking about is not something in your budget, like you can just have a, have an, an iPod playing on a playlist. Asterisk, don't expect people to dance from just an iPod. But if you just need a little bit of music playing as people enjoy a really nice dinner, that's great. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's 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 about then having this like great conversation and and making sure that the party stays alive that way. But yep, we're just trying to give you ideas. I guess is what it comes yeah. down to. You know, and that all brings right. us to the really the fourth one, yes. which is to keep them comfortable. Because before you said that they all kind of like cross over. They um, can. And I yes. Think yeah, they do. And I think this one, you know, keep them comfortable really sums up 
all the other three, right? Like it's you're creating this experience, and um, this one in particular really sums up the other three. Right. So, so if you think about the first, the first one we talked about giving them food. If you talk, think about the second one we talked about making sure they had something to drink, and the third one was about entertaining them. If you don't give your guests something to eat, they're going to be a little grunchy, grunchy. <laughs> that's like grunchy. That's like grumpy and grouchy and all kinds of things mixed into one. But yeah, they're going to get hangry, right? We've all been there. We've had an yeah. event where there's not enough food. You just wish like you ate something before you came or you can't wait to hit the Taco Bell after you leave, right? Yep. So you want to make oh, sure that they've Bell. they've had something to eat so that they're not hungry. You're keeping them comfortable. Going back to giving them something to drink. If they're parched the entire time or they're sitting out in the hot sun sweating their you-know-what's off, you want to make sure that they're hydrated, keeping them something to drink. If they're going to dance yep. on the dance floor, sometimes people need a little bit of liquid courage to do so. So you want to give them that liquid <laughs> courage, get them comfortable, get them on the yep. dance floor. And obviously, well, drunk people are entertaining, but that's not the point. <laughs> you know, if you want to entertain them, that's how people are going to stay comfortable. It's how they're going to say, that's how they're going to stay engaged in your event and how they're going to leave that event saying, holy cannoli, that was a really good event. Right. Um, and what are some other ways? Like uh, if if it's going to be chilly, you can buy a whole bunch of pashminas and wraps for the ladies. Or if, you know, some of the shoes that I see at weddings that ladies are wearing are insane, um, like big platform yeah. on the front, itty bitty little tiny heel on the back. I mean, they're beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, that. If you're having an outdoor wedding where people are moving from point A to point B and their heels are sinking into the ground, maybe providing um, some flip-flops for uh, easier mobility or for, uh, you know, dancing on the dance floor. Um, Dan, Dan. What? Have you ever worn high heels? I have. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. And what did you think? Uh, I thought they were ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. But they make my legs look amazing. Yeah, I guess that's that's their intention. Yeah, um, I can't wear heels. I am not a. I I so long to be like Carrie Bradshaw, you know, like Sarah Jessica Parker with the insane amount of heels, and I am so not that person. <laughs> Rachel has an insane amount of heels. Really? And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. She hasn't worn them in a little bit though. Um, but yeah, that's all she wore. Like the first like six or seven years that we were together, she wore heels like nonstop. Even teaching, she was wearing heels. It was pretty crazy. She's um, my hero. Anyway, back yeah. on track. Keeping your yep. guys comfortable. What are some other things? So I think it's great to think about the weather overall, right? Like how can you make sure they're either, you know, if it's a hot day, how can you keep them cool? If it's yep. a warm day, wait, no. If it's a cold day, how can you keep them warm? Like maybe you need uh, an air <laughs> conditioner or a space heater or fans yep. or handheld fans. Like, you know, just putting out some, they have these really cool like wooden fans, uh, you know, where you can like fan yourself during the ceremony. Yep, they like flip open. Yep. Um, exactly. And I've seen them like play double duty as uh, ceremony programs. There's so many things you can do and so many ways you can touch on this. You know, even even like more logistical things like um, like if your guests are parking in the middle of a field, right? Um, and it gets dark. How are they going to get back out there? Are you going to have little lights for them? Or are you going to hire valet drivers to walk out with flashlights and pick up the cars and bring them back? Um you know, if if people are coming from out of town, uh, make sure there's lodging nearby, things like that. Yeah, if you, if you where you're getting married and it's outside, if it's really buggy in that area, mm -hmm. if there's a lot of bugs, yep. maybe have somebody come in and spray or just provide bug spray in the bathroom baskets, things like that. And it, it, there's things you can do, obviously, that would um, add significantly to your bottom line. And there's little things you can do that would be either like an easy, fun DIY project or anything just little things you can do that show your guests, 
hey, I was thinking of you and wanted to make this just a skosh better for you in whatever yeah. way. All right, you guys. So that obviously just is like the tip of the iceberg on these four fundamentals. But we really just wanted to share this topic, get you thinking about um, these four fundamentals so that you feel more confident as you go through Mm -hmm. your planning process and you feel like you are hitting on at least one of these items in all of the decisions that you make as you go. You know what? And if you want a just a simple, actionable tip, um, Open up an Excel spreadsheet or a numbers doc and put a couple headings, food, drink, entertainment, comfort, and just start writing some things down about your wedding day that maybe problems that people are going to have or things that might, you know, might pop up that you can just start creating a little list over the next couple of months um, and just start putting those things in there. And then as you get closer, you're going to already have this list of things you can possibly do or ways that you can talk to your vendors about how to make this experience better for your guests. And then you already have it. You don't have to just like think of it at the very end and be like, oh, my gosh, this is a problem that's going to arise. Um, versus if you just do a little bit of thinking over the long course of period, keep adding to it over time. And then when you get to the end, things will be ready and you'll be already ready and prepared to go. Exactly. And you don't necessarily need to have like, if you've got four food things, you don't need four drink things and four entertainment things and four comfort things. Like you're going to have priorities, right? As a couple, you're going to have things that mean more to you than other things. Maybe food is like the most important thing to you on the planet. So maybe that's where you focus a little bit more of your efforts and a little bit more of your budget. You just don't want to forget about those other three things, whatever it ends up being. Sound good? So check out the put a ring on a podcast.com website where you can check out show notes and all that goodness. Get mm-hmm. up to dates on season four. Yep. Don't forget to give us love on Facebook and on iTunes. And then also we remember we have that Patreon page where you can go to Patreon. That's P A T R E O N dot com slash P A R O I like put a ring on it. Exactly. You can help us out there by supporting the show. You can contribute as little as two bucks a month. That helps us continue doing what we do, making sure that we are bringing you the best stuff every other week. That's right. If you haven't heard, Cooper says hi. Yeah, Cooper says hi. And speaking of every other week, um, uh, should we let them know, Dan, that they may hear from us next week? They might not have to wait two weeks. You may not either. You also may not hear from or, us. Or you or, or right. Or you may. Who knows? I don't know. You, I can't tell the we'll future. See. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen. Yep. But, but keep an eye on your podcast feed next week. Yes. Okay. All right, see guys. See you guys later. Bye-bye.